step two. Cafeteria Talk, the podcast. We talk about any and everything, just like the days at the table hanging with your boys, your girls, and all the homies. It's your boy Quattro. We back on the mic. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Slick Rob. No introduction needed. Let's get it. Man, how have you been, my friend? It seems like it's been forever since we've been on the on the show. What are we? How are we doing? What's up? Uh, we're doing good. Um, summer's almost up here in Atlanta, almost time for school. Um, it's been awesome, honestly. I've gotten to a lot of things. I've um, done a lot of cool stuff, so just excited to, you know, well, not too excited, but just excited to get back into the books, if you know what I mean. <laughs> big facts, big facts. Yeah, I uh, just got off vacation. I was in uh, Destin, Florida. That was really fun. Uh, been to the beach more in the last week than I have in literally years of my life um that was fun really fun though uh great time great time with friends um like you said school's finna kick back up got some classes uh ready to get that going i'm excited uh for the fall you know things open back up uh everything's everything seems to be shaping up i'm excited um but slick let me go oh, wait, wait wait before i get into that let me do a little bit of business you can catch us on instagram at cafeteria talk official you can catch us on Twitter at Twitter at on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. Um, and if you haven't listened to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. We want to hear what you guys think of the show, what you guys want to hear, what you guys are liking, disliking, all that jazz. So, boom. Also, thank you for so much love for our Billie Eilish review I did with Haley last week. Uh, that did really well. Really enjoyed doing that. Once again, thank you, Haley, for coming on the show and reviewing that amazing album with me but slick rob tell us about this next segment yes of course get y'all let's go so we are about to do the put on segment and this is basically a little short segment where we talk about anything that we have recently seen listened to read eaten in our boy prodigy's case i don't think he's done a food put on in a minute Mm. but or something that we've made ourselves that we think you, the people, should check out. So we usually go oldest to youngest, and I'm going to go first. And I actually got two put-ons, two short put-ons for y'all today. First thing I'm going to put y'all on is my boy Isaiah. Um, well, he's called Zayday. That's his That's his name. He's a he's an up-and-coming rapper out of, out of Atlanta. Um, he goes by Zayday, and he dropped an album this past weekend called before it's pretty short listen it's only about how how long is it apple music it's oh it's only 28 minutes um it's a quick listen nine pretty chill songs um yeah he's been working on that for about a year now and it's actually you know i was a little skeptical at first i'm like uh new people and all that but nah he's actually um he's met some really cool people he's met well well he grew up in atlanta so he i guess he's met people over time but you know He's worked with um and talked to a lot of stars. Like he met Boosie, he's met Two Chains, he's met a couple other people. I can't think of the names right now. So um, yeah, he's an independent person. He's not signed anywhere. I think he's trying to stay independent, which is not a bad route. A little bit harder to get, you know, the equity stuff. You know, what I'm saying ads and stuff. But he's a pretty good artist. Um, I, re- I actually enjoyed the album. Um, called before. I think my favorite song off the album was. Who probably never tell you wrong. Um, never tell you wrong was was pretty was pretty dope. Yeah, so check out um Zay Day and how you say that is actually spelled Z-A-Y-Y-D-E-Y-Y. So Zay Day, it's on anywhere you listen to music and the album's called Before. And my second put on for y'all is going to be a podcast. It's been a minute since we did a put on for yeah. a podcast. And this podcast is like a sci-fi, well, not really a sci-fi, but a story time like type podcast you know the podcast where they be telling like you know stories and all that 
And this one is really shout out to all my Stranger Things fans. Um, they'll really love this one. It's called Rebel Robin, starring Maya Hawk. Um, it's basically a short mini series podcast. I don't even know how many episodes it's going to be because I haven't read the books, but it's basically detailing the backstory of her character Robin. Um, Robin, what was Robin's last name? Literally just forgot Robin's last name, but Maya Hawk and Stranger Things plays Robin. And this is this podcast, Rebel Robin, it's on Spotify. I think Apple might be on Apple Podcasts as well. Not sure. But um, it basically tells the backstory of Robin's sophomore year at Hawkins High School and um, why Robin is the way she is, how she felt about the everything. I think timeline-wise for Stranger Things, this takes place in season one. This technically happened season one because they were talking about Will Byers. Um, Will Byers, you know, getting lost and all that. So it's a pretty dope podcast. I love Maya Hawk too. You know, big fan of her work. She's an up-and-coming, really going to be very successful in the industry. So yeah, definitely check out Rebel Robin. Also, it has some cameos from... um couple people from the Stranger Things cast. It's got um, Natalia Dyer. I think that's her name. Yeah, Natalia Dyer, who plays Nancy. And then they even have um, every female's favorite, Steve Harrington. He makes a cameo in one of the episodes, too, towards the end. And then the other character is the teacher. I can't remember the teacher's name, but the podcast is mainly her and the teacher talking. And it's actually very, it's a very interesting podcast, more in-depth about Hawkins and Stranger Things in general, the extended universe kind of. So yeah, definitely check out Rebel Robin on Spotify. Big bet. So I guess it's my turn. And of course I am... Oh no, I'm prepared. I feel like I've done this as a put-on before, but I don't remember if I've done it, so we're going to do it again. If not, you know, hey, this is the first time y'all hearing about it. But y'all, I have been watching, and I know you've been watching it too. Every Sunday, HBO Max without fail, I'm watching The White Lotus, man, Freak. I can't sing this show's praises enough. Literally everybody mm-hmm. I've talked to, I've been like, hey, need to watch White Lotus. Hey, need to watch White yeah. Lotus. Hey, need to watch White Lotus. Like, it's so freaking real. good, man. It's like watching um, this ensemble cast um, tackle this this trip to, to Hawaii, the most one of the most romantic places on the planet. And then, like... Uh, just a great commentary on just like white privilege and indigenous people just so many great things about it that i'm really enjoying the acting is on point you got steve zan uh, oh let me pull up the cast real quick i mean the white lotus cast is so stacked uh let's see hold on yeah they got my girl from insecure my girl kelly, kelly. Uh, let me i got high when i saw kelly was in white lotus i'm like she the she, only black girl, but it's bro, weird. she's one of my. She's probably one of my favorite characters, bro. She gives the most like, I don't give a fuck, but I give a fuck faces, bro. She be, bro. My favorite character though is Armand, cause it be taking Armand literally everything in him not to not to hit that man. Uh, hit that man. What's his name? Hit that man Shane in the face, bro. Cause I, it's so many times I'd have been put yeah. hands on Shane. Shane Armand, is a yeah. dick, boy. Oh, my goodness. Shane, um, yeah, I can't stand Shane. Bro, and, like, he plays his part so well. It's just like, bro, what the hell is wrong with you? But it stars Alexandra Daddario, Sydney Sweeney, Jennifer Coolidge, Jake Lacey, Steve Zahn, Connie Britton, Murray Bartlett, um, Fred Hetchinger, Brittany O'Grady, Natasha Rothwell, Lucas Cage, Molly Shannon, John Grise, and Jolene Purdy. Bro, stat cast. Everybody's going crazy. Um, yep. the season finale premieres, um, Sunday. Yeah. It premieres this Sunday. I'm excited. I can't wait to see how that goes. I'm, I'm tempted just to watch all the episodes again up just to episode six so I can be ready. Cause like, it's that oh, freaking yeah. good. It's a quick, quick, quick ass watch, bro. Six hour long episode, a little bit over an hour. Um, yeah. six episodes when it'll be done. And they've just been uh, renewed for a second season with, it'll be a whole new cast. Um, making their way to the to the island to the white lotus so this will be fun and it was weird so like watching the show and then going to destin it was like weird being on vacation like i kept thinking about like the white lotus which like it's different because i'm not we weren't in hawaii and like you know watching the show and like the things i've read like i don't think i'll ever go to hawaii as a tourist because it's just like you know like people they're they're telling people like yo stop coming here like the influx of people from when covid was over people started going there in droves and like depleting like the resources, uh, they're using up all the water at the hotels and stuff like that when the people need water. Um, hmm. And not to mention, the land is stolen. 
Not to mention, land is stolen. Y'all forced the indigenous people to work for you uh, for pennies on the dollar. Sounds like mm-hmm. slavery to me. Sounds Could, like America. Yeah. So, like, the American imperialistic system that's going on out there, I would not like to be a part of. Would love to go to Hawaii one day, but uh, until until those changes are made, I don't know if I beg away. But I, there's other beach places, man. I, I can, I'm sure I'll figure it out. But... Yeah, definitely. man, definitely the White Lotus on HBO Max. Go check that out. It is so freaking good. Um, you know, and who yes. knows, bro? I'm not gonna make no promises, but hey, we might maybe maybe there's a maybe there's a session in the in the cards. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but maybe. that is, as we say, the put on segment. Uh, go check all that stuff out. We can't wait to see if you guys uh, check it out. If you do, let us know. Tweet at us. But let's get into it, man. The nitty. And the gritty, the Suicide Squad. Oh, man. Dog. I'm ready. But first, let me talk to y'all about our little quick movie rating system, little, little, little flow system we do here. First, look at the visuals. How does the movie look? Does it catch the viewer's eye? This encompasses costumes, lightscape, CGI. Second, look at the story. What's it about? Does it tell a well... Does it tell a good, well-paced story? Comment on the writing, tone, and structure. Three, look at the implications. What are we left with? Do we want more episodes, seasons, spinoff, stuff like that? Each film receives a table score of one out of, of one through ten. One being trash, ten being an absolute masterpiece. So let's get into it. The Suicide Squad. The yes, government's sir. synopsis reads as the government sends the most dangerous supervillains in the world, Bloodsport, Peacemaker, King Shark, Harley Quinn, and others to the remote enemy-infused island of Corto Maltese. Armed with the high tech, we- armed with high tech weapons, they trek through the dangerous jungle on a search and destroy mission with only Colonel Wick Flag on the ground to make them behave. Written and directed by James Gunn, it stars Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn, Joel Kinnaman as Rick Flag, Idris Elba as Bloodsport, John Cena as Peacemaker, Daniela Melquire as Ratcatcher Two. Silver Stallone as King Shard, David Dasmachlian as Polka Dot Man, Sean Gunn as Weasel, Pete Davidson as Blackguard, Nathan Fillion as TDK, Elise Braga, Elise Braga as Soul Soria, Michael Ricker as Savant, Taika Waititi as Ratcatcher, Flula Borg as Javelin, Jai Courtney as Captain Boomerang, Mailing Ng as Mongal, Storm Reed as Tyler, and returning Viola Davis as amanda waller this film received a 7.5 out of 10 on imdb score is a 92 percent um on rotten tomatoes and a 74 percent metacritic score and real quick while i'm at it i'm going to go ahead and read y'all what the original scores for this the original suit squad the air cut it received a 26 percent on rotten tomatoes a 5.9 out of 10 imdb score and a 3.5 common sense media score so I, as you can see this the newest movie did significantly better uh than the mm. one in 2016 directed by david air but before we get into the review this is your official spoiler warning if you have not seen the suicide squad directed by james gunn please stop pause it go watch it on hbo max go watch it in theaters and then come back to us um, this is now your warning. You have been warned. It is time to get into it. Slick Rob. Your yes, initial initial thoughts on this amazing movie. My initial thoughts. Okay, so going in, my initial thoughts were this is going to be a pretty dope movie. Um, just because it's the lovely James Gunn, you know, the director who's done mainly known for, you know, of course, Guardians. Um, so, you know, my expectations were kind of high because I've always been impressed with James Gunn's work and I expect him, I expect nothing but greatness and we definitely got that. And after watching the movie, um, I was like, this was something new and refreshing. Definitely on the refreshing side for DC because, you know, DC hasn't really had anything since, uh, Was it, is it Joker? Was the last DC movie that came out? Ooh. Like theater-wise? Theater-wise... No, I we think got something earlier Joker. this year, didn't we? Um, no, no, Wonder no, Woman. I'm capping. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, yep, 1984. Wonder Woman, 1984. Wait, wait, 84 came out in theaters? That came out on... Oh, nah, last theater? Might have been Joker, the, yo. 
Let me I look. I think 84 might have just came out on HBO Max. Yeah, that was just on HBO Max. No, that was just I think they re-released it in... I think they re-released it in theaters, but... um. So definitely refreshing for DC Wise, just because this is their first movie of the year, or no, might be. It's been a minute. It's been a minute is what I'm saying. It's been like about at least five months since we had a DC movie. So this was definitely refreshing to see, um, just see something superhero wise outside of just Marvel been doing too much. So it was something good just to see DC bring their A game, and um, it was definitely yep, it was definitely Joker. very colorful. Wow, man, that's crazy! Gosh, wow, that's crazy. But yeah, this was something that was just dope, refreshing, inviting. Um, the colors. Well, well, we'll be getting into that later. Um, and I thought it flowed very well. There was I didn't really have any issues like I did with the first ones. Kind of with like, like some some scenes were like, well, what was this? But not with this, I felt fine. Everything flowed, and honestly, it was it was dope. Absolutely. Yeah, I um everything you said, I really enjoyed it. I really liked how the film uh shaped up to just be like, hey, it, it's this is this is the mission. Like we know you know what the Suicide Squad is. You've either seen the original movie, you read the comics, like you know like they literally go into the film like, hey, here's the team. Amanda Waller's in the background, like, hey, you fuck up, I blow your head up, here's the yep. mission, here we are. It ain't no Ain't no team up. Ain't no, like, we got to go get the rest of the team, get the squad together. We ain't got to explain where these people coming from. Here's the mission. Get to it. And I, I really like that. I, it really felt like the assignment that uh, James Gunn was given is, is was, like, the complete opposite of what he gets uh, in terms of Guardians of the Galaxy over at the MCU, where the, yeah. literally the WB and Zack Snyder, who produced, was just like, look, here's the rules. Don't kill off Harley Quinn. Don't kill off Amanda Waller. Other than that, go back shit. Do whatever the hell you want, mm-hmm. and that's he did. And that's why that's why it's so good. But um, that's all of I have on like initial thoughts. Um, I it took me. I didn't actually, actually didn't like it the first time I watched it. I uh, I was I didn't no, I didn't say like I didn't like it. I just was like, hmm, this is different. Let's see. And then I watched it again, and I was like, nah, yeah, this is amazing. Really great one. Um, and I, I really enjoyed the characters. They were really fun. Uh, the movie was funny as all hell, bro. Oh, my God. We'll get into that when we get the story. But the movie yeah. was so freaking funny. Um, but, yeah. Um, visually, I thought it looked really, really good. Um, just, like, the whole setting on Cartoon Monsies was really cool. Um, I liked the CGI for the most part. I didn't really get the sense of, like, oh, this is, like, overly done. Or, like, I can tell, like, the shit's not real. Like, things like Nanawe looked amazing. Weasel looked really good. Um, and then, and, like, it was crazy because, oh, boy, uh, Sh- James Gunn talked about how much CGI, like, this is the most CGI he's done in a movie, which I don't know why, like, I don't believe him, which, like, he has no reason to lie about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I just think about, like, the spectacles that, like, Guardians are, like, namely Guardians Volume 2, because, like, bro, that movie is like balls to the wall like so much is going on in that movie mm-hmm. and like it's hard for me to believe that there's more cgi in this movie than there was in guardians volume 2 but hey like you know who knows yeah. um but yeah no that was cool i really liked the the character designs uh all the suits looked amazing i loved that the, they were actually in suits uh for a lot of them were i thought that was really cool um but starro looked amazing looked so menacing oh my goodness Peacemaker, yes. I love the little helmet. That was amazing. Uh, just everything looked great about it. I love the coloring. Just really, really visually strong ass film. What do you think? Well, I am on the same side. Like coloring just blew me away. I was in love with it. Um, just it was very just like like it kept you it kept you like ingrained. Like I think the coloring, the tones they used for this kept you ingrained with what was going on which was very cool. And also I really loved that when they were kind of shifting over to a new scene and stuff, they kind of kept people on track of what was actually going on, you know, where he was like, Hey, rescuing Harley, all how he would use the set to rep out words and stuff when they were transitioning to something else. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Like in cock costumes. Can't tell enough. I loved, I was, I loved peacemakers fit and blood sports um who else um it was um oh my god i just forgot the name polka dot man 
was manga. I loved. I think I loved all the costumes. Like they really did. They really did their thing, and it was pretty dope. Also, I think what was so cool was um, yeah, the CGI. Honestly, I couldn't really just pick out anything. It was like, ugh. Mm. That was. It all seemed pretty well-rounded pretty good not too hard to see oh this shit's fake or oh mm, i see what you tried to do there but you can do better now nah, i think james gunn did his thing and also yeah i was with you on the same thing about i thought i might have to rewatch guardians too because like bro just sound just hearing that sounds like there was more cgi in that movie but he said he did a lot more in this movie so interesting honestly it, yeah, yeah exactly um, I really like what you, you mentioned, like, the transitional cards. I thought those were really cool. I was talking to Ty, and I, I told him how it reminded me kind of, like, Tarantino, like, especially because of the stylized uh, look of the film. Um, it reminded me of, like, Tarantino. Wes Anderson came to mind as well. Um, mm, yep. Which, right, by the way, I'm super excited for his new movie, uh, The French Dispatch. That, that cast is so freaking stacked. Um, so I'm ready for that. But... Um, no, like, yeah, that, that was really cool. I, it, it, yeah, like, like I said, really gave me Quentin Tarantino vibes, which love Quentin Tarantino, amazing filmmaker. Um, so I could not wait. And it also like that they, that Zack Snyder used this state, this same kind of, uh, transitions in um, his new movie, uh, Army of the Dead, which is really, really mm-hmm. good. I, I'm not a big zombie movie fan, but like, nah, it was really freaking good. Uh, starring Batista, uh, my man Batista, <laughs> the animals. Uh, but no, nah, I'm glad you you made mention of that. Anything else visually? Um, yeah, I mean, this movie really followed suit with the. This is one of the few things that like the movie really followed suit from the original with, like Zack Snyder's. You know, despite it being as dark as it was, like it still had you know great fits of color, especially surrounding like the villains and Harley Quinn, and then and then it was built upon in Birds of Prey. Um, that that movie is super colorful. I'm, I think like ninety five percent of it takes place during the day. So like you see yeah. tons of color. Harley Quinn herself is a very colorful character, and then you move into this movie, and it's look it's like a healthy mix of Birds of Prey and Suicide Squad. A little dark, a little light at the same time, but it make, comes together for a really great look, which I really loved. I will say the original Suicide Squad had a better uh rollout in terms of per, um marketing. But that's also due to the fact that COVID, you know, had a lot of that virtual and not a lot of leeway in terms of promoting the movie. Mm. But because I'll I'll still say that Suicide, the first Suicide Squad had one of the best promotional uh, rollouts of a movie in the last 20, 30 years. Like, it was amazing. Uh, They opened a whole ass tattoo shop. Like, yeah, the soundtrack was insane. Uh, I like people still listen to that soundtrack. It's so good, but oh, still to this day, I was I listened to it before I watched the movie. <laughs> Bro, yeah, Honestly. very very freaking good. Um, but moving on to the story, dog. So first five minutes, bro, we lose half the cast. How, what did you think? <laughs> Honestly, not surprising because shout out to me for actually watching most or all of DC fandom. I remember I was at. I think I might have been at work when the Suicide Squad, when their panel came up for DC fandom. Mm-hmm. And it's just James Gunn. Okay. He's like, so we're going to ask a series of questions. And they were like, okay, so who dies first? Everybody. That's an excellent question. I'm like, oh, it's Judge John Cena. Honestly, yeah. So everybody's just looking around. Hey, bro, don't you die first? No, don't you die first? Literally, the entire cast was like, don't you die first? Don't you die, don't you die, die first? first? Don't you die first? I'm like, oh, so a lot of people died. So I was surprised and I was like, I love it because it's just that that crazy, crazy side. And like, honestly, it was fun to see, you know, what I like about the Suicide Squad and those five to seven minutes you got with the people that died in the beginning. It's it's like it's like they were wrote up to do something interesting or they're going to be interesting in the movie and then they just like it's so it's so well of course you know they had to act you know they acted very well i felt i felt like you know i love the little moments they had like when harley and um boomerang had their nicknames for each other and whatnot i was like oh that's so cool like you know they're all a squad they all know what they got to do and then you know hey man hey yo bro yeah i know kid kev was happy pete davidson died he's because kid kev's not the biggest pete davidson fan i don't know why pete davidson's cool 
But I, I know he was like, oh, thank key, but... I know he was like, oh, thank God he done. <laughs> I, it was fun. It was so fun watching them die, see their see what's his name's head head explode. Um, that was insane. Uh, was, uh, that was that wasn't Savant whose head exploded. I'm trying to remember whose head exploded. At the like at the end of that sequence. Yeah. Yeah, was that, that was Savant. Yeah, Savant. Like, guys, okay, so he, got, he, got, he got bit, he bitched out and started running into the towards the beach. Yeah, it, it and Milo Davis was like, like, yo, this is this is desertion. Hey, 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 bet. Hey. Bow. Yeah, <laughs> bow. And then you know Viola Davis too in the beginning, just like, look. Just I love Amanda Waller. Well, I love and hate Amanda Waller. I the character, I can't stand her sometimes, but I love how Viola Davis plays her. She was just like, look, bro, oh my god, you know what the deal is. Like you said. Straight to it. Loved it. Straight to it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I did not expect... Everybody seems like, yo, I'm not surprised. I was like, I was thoroughly surprised that we they killed off half the cast in the first five minutes of the film. I, I was like, oh, oh, oh. And bro, bro, <laughs> weasel. <laughs> bro, the we... First, just inaudible it. screams. And the next thing you know, they drop everybody in the water and he starts <laughs> drowning. Okay. Did anybody see a weasel can swim? And everybody's like, and the Viola Davis look to that dude in the office was so freaking funny. Oh my God. I couldn't take her serious. I'm like, damn. I literally just said that. But it's crazy because like they were close enough to save him. Savant was like literally 10 feet away. Mm -hmm. They just watched him sit there and drown. Hey, bro, it's Suicide Squad. They they just look, Viola, like, listen. That would have been me had they made me go. Oh yeah, I'd have been like. Did anybody check if Quattro could swim? <laughs> yeah, like real talk. Like if I'm in the jail and you know Amanda Waller recruit me for the mission, I'm like, hey bro, I know. Yep, just hut it up. Look, we oh we going by the water. Hey bro, just what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna let y'all off easy. Just kill me. Just like us. Look, I'll I'll volunteer as tribute to lure them in the wrong direction. Exactly. Blow my head off when they get right to me. Just. Bro, this these jokers. But then I did. We did get to see a couple people sort of utilize their powers. Uh, ID, IDK, not IDK. Uh, for example, uh, not Flula Borg, Nathan Fillion's TDK, the detachable kid. And like you've seen, I've only heard about like he's only been in. So as far as I know, he's only been mm-hmm. uh utilized in the comics. Uh, and the detachable kid is is the best way to describe it. He literally detaches his arms. And he sends them to attack people. That's that is, it. That is dope. <laughs> and then they started shooting at his arms. And of course, the arms may not be attached to him, but he feels everything, every, all the pains. So they're shooting up his arms and they kill him. That was funny. Uh, javelin just throws a javelin. So of course he got shot up. Uh, oh, yeah. But then it's revealed that once all of our team is pretty much killed, oh, saddest death, of course, being. Captain Boomerang, you know, from the original movie. That one kind of hurt. I kind of wanted him to live. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Captain Boomerang. Yeah, yeah, Gal freaking killed him by taking down a helicopter by herself. And then, like, he got stabbed by a bunch of tree wood and then blown up. Just, what a way to go. Yeah, that was rough. But then after all that, um, Harley Quinn and Rick Flagg survive. And then it's revealed that a team of the Ratcatcher, Peacemaker, Bloodsport, and Nanawe... Uh, aka King Shark are on the other side of Quetzal Maltese, ready to take on the mission. Boom, that yeah. was really cool. Uh, and then after that, what else do we get into? Um, this is where we kind of get some backstories for that set of characters. We get to meet Bloodsport um, and Bloodsport's daughter Tyla. What did, I know? I know you've been waiting to see Storm reading this. So how did you feel about that scene? I thought it was intense. Go ahead. Listen, man, listen, man. When I tell you, bro, when I tell you the main reason I wanted to watch this movie was because of my dog Storm Reed, man. Just because mm. I've, I've seen her come up since she did 12 Years a Slave and play that little slave, that little I slave's totally, daughter. She, I need to watch that movie again. I think that was her first movie she ever did. So, you know, Shit. <laughs> I was just, you know, that was in the, I knew that was going to be in the beginning, too. So I'm looking like, oh, let's go. Let's go. So, you know, when she come up to the class, I'm like, okay, my dog. Because, you know, I've never seen Storm 
do something serious, serious ever since Euphoria. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I never seen her go crazy, crazy. So, you know, seeing her tap into that, I was like, oh, that's it. I'm telling you, bro, like, you know, that's my dog. Like, I was like, oh, look at, like, and then, you know, at first, just being with Idris Elba, I was like, okay, bro, that scene was intense. And it's just so, like, how funny it but serious it was she's like so you're not even mad that i stole something he's like no i'm mad at the fact oh hell and how you got caught like see yeah he me as a daddy that would be me as a dad i'd be like first of all why would you steal that and second of all why are you gonna get caught like the fact you got caught makes me even more upset because look if you're gonna do something bad just don't get caught i'm gonna teach you not to get caught but of course they really don't got a relationship like that and that was intense i loved seeing that it was so one of my highlights of the movie. Um, and yeah, they killed that. I was, and then Viola Davis, just, you know, Amanda Waller being just cutthroat, like, look, I can recruit you, but I, I could take your door to jail if you don't do it. I'm like, God dang. I was like, oh, this man, oh, she crazy, crazy. That made me prove I would never want to get on Amanda Waller's bad side. Exactly. But yeah, loved it, loved it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene was just amazing. She did a really good job. And then going in through that, we got to meet uh, Peacemaker, which was really funny when she, like, described um, who Blood Bloodsport was. And, like, he was raised from, from, like, his dad. And, like, his dad taught him how to be a trained killer. And anything in his hand is a deadly weapon. She said the exact thing verbatim about uh, John Cena's Peacemaker, which was hilarious. Even Idris Elba was like, are, are you having a laugh? Like... You just said the same thing about me. He's like, nah, yeah, it is. I just do it better. And he was like, I just do it better. <laughs> I smaller bullets. I can shoot through your bullets. I was like, God dang. Uh, yeah, then we I knew them two were going to be interested. Then we meet Nanawe, which was incredibly funny. Like, he's a big-ass shark, which is, you know, of course. And then the upside-down upside book, book, very smart. I, I was like, man, they picked a great guy to play this guy. And he's scary as shit. This is the move. And then we get yeah. to also get to meet Ratcatcher, who's, like, sleeping. Also, like, Daniela, um, Melchior is so fine to me. Yeah, she was so oh, fine. Bro, I, was saying this, bro. I was saying the same thing. I'm like, so fine. I know she catching rats, but I'm like, listen. I can't even be mad. I'm going to take her out on a date. She just, she just going to need to leave that little, she going to have to leave that little weapon. Yeah, she going to have to leave at that home. at home. Yeah, she going to leave that little rat and at home. What was, what was the, I forgot the, the rat's name in the movie. Oh, oh um, just, Sebastian. Sebastian, yeah. Sebastian gonna have to stay home. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, a- a- absolutely. But that I'll, was really I'll meet cool. Sebastian at the cribbo. Right, exactly. Yeah, she's so bad. So they do they 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 do the scene that we see in the trailer where they do the little team uh, huddle where uh, Valo Davis is Amanda Waller explains you know what we need to do. We need you to go get the go get rid of Starfish Project. Uh, Kroto Maltese has been taken over by a coup. Yada yada yada. That was really funny. Um, just like the commentary, we meet Polka Dot Man for the first time. Um, just really really fun. Next thing, we finally get the Court Soul Maltese, um, and they have to go and find Rick Flag. And Amanda Waller tells them to kill anyone they see with extreme prejudice, which leads to a very funny scene where they like have a kill off. And just take everybody out. What did you think about that scene where they were just taking people out? That was funny. I'm not going to lie. Okay. First off, like, whoever was the people getting killed, I know they had the time of their lives, honestly. Because that was from someone that's done some work. So, like, I know they were like, all right, bet. This is going to be lit. Honestly, I loved seeing it. I loved um when um one of my, fav- my favorite part of that is when Peacemaker and Bloodsport is just like, okay, yep. You did yes. that. I'm gonna do that. Like, let me keep. And I, oh, that was just a look. And then the way they was dying was so painful but hilarious. I'm like, okay, I know that hurt, but that shit was bad funny, yo. Like, when she I said extreme prejudice, they she meant extreme prejudice. Extreme. And then you find out that Rick Flag is Kiki and Ha Hind with Alicia Braga's uh, Soul Soria, and you find out that's the <laughs> that's the freedom that was fighter. That was her squad. That was her squad. They're just like, oh, so yeah, we. Uh, I was like, and what killed me was she was like, why did my men alert me that you were here? Uh, uh, we didn't see anybody. Why nobody out here? And then you, then yeah, they cut to her face, looking at this carnage. She's like, 
that's just like, that's just like Americans come in guns blazing blazing just I I'm literally li- I died shit was so was, funny man oh my goodness that was dog very funny like killed everybody just to find out that that's the freedom Literally. fighters so there they go they they, they did but they didn't even this they didn't even say anything they just literally boom boom they didn't even just, ask any questions they were no just questions like, yeah, asked you, you did cave in killed everybody and then from there we got to we got to watch um holly quinn we find out that she survives the first five minutes of the film um she's taken captive by uh one of the military generals and she he wants her to be his wife what'd you think of that i've actually seen one person i don't know how many people have this like problem with the movie but given that who i know who this person is i see how this is a problem for her she's like always prone to shit like this but it's so dumb at the same time so her issue is that like she carly quinn said she looked like a princess you know and was being groomed by her captors and, like, I understand where she's coming from. I'm just also, like, A, Harley Quinn's crazy as fuck. Also, the general didn't seem like he was trying to force her to do anything. And if he was, yeah. it's not like he could. It's Harley Quinn. Like, even yeah. if she tried, he tried anything, like, I fully expect Harley Quinn to be able to defend herself in that way. So, it's like... Without question... I, Grace Rudolph be on my nerves sometimes, but um, what'd <laughs> yeah. you think of that scene? Or honestly, just like that I whole the whole scene, even her killing him, which was funny. Honestly, I honestly I thought it was very creative and just out of the box. Like that's something just very out of the box to do. Just like um, yeah, we captured you. Now I want to marry you. I'm like okay. Honestly, into a certain cynical way, it, it can. Some people can think it seems kind of dark, but. Surprise, if y'all didn't notice, that is what DC Detective... It's called Detective Comics. DC can do some cynical and dark stuff as well. Some people might see that as dark, like, oh, he used her for this and that and this and that, bro. That's what DC is. So, like, it was... That was very creative. And honestly, that whole sequence was kind of funny. I loved, like, you know, their little... Their moments of... Their little moments they had. They shared their little special moments. And then Harley Quinn just, you know, just ups and kills him. I, like, just cutthroat you know all i'm gonna say is shout out to the joker for making harley quinn heartless like the weekend because she just she was like look i promised myself i think she was like i promised myself any man i ever love again i forgot what the rest of the line was but i was just like wow like she was like yeah if any red red flags come up i just have to kill him i I was like wait wait why don't you just leave and then literally the next line is i know you would just say like why don't you just leave but i would just say why are you yelling at me i hear you i'm like me Ew. Just really playing to the fact that, like, despite all we've been through with Harley Quinn, she's still crazy as shit. Like, that, she's still just, she don't, she's just. I mean, shot I that never, man point blank, period. Like, I will never take Harley Quinn serious, like, ever. Ever. Like, the character, look, if I was ever in, like, the DC universe, if I'm ever any, hey, bro, who you trying to, I'm never trying to get on Harley Quinn bad side. Listen, man, cause she, she crazy. Right, she's exactly. I, like that was so funny. But and she just once, once, uh, once she you know kills him, she definitely is arrested. But we go back to the mission. We are looking for the thinker. Um. So, but first, we get a really funny sequence of the team trying to save Harley Quinn. But then to come to find out, Harley Quinn, badass in her own right. Kills everybody in the castle, escapes on her own, which was mm. dope as hell. Uh, the guns, the, the the violence reminded me of the, the the jail scene in Birds of Prey, where she just goes ham. Same, right. yeah, same deal. Like, and I'm glad because I, I rewatched Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey to watch this movie. You did not have to. Like, it is not required reading to watch this movie at all. The, there's like mm. maybe one or two connections I can think of off the top of my head between those movies at all. Um, but I, as a DC buff. Had to rewatch those movies, and besides maybe Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey is amazing. So I'm I, any reason to watch that movie again, I'll take. But um, so reminded me a lot of that scene, and then now we're back kind of on course to with the whole movie of taking down uh Project Starfish, 
And then we get a really cool, like, throwback scene, like, to the first Suicide Squad where, like, they get drinks together. And then, like, they kind of expanded on that scene where they went and got drinks at um, that that club on, in Corto Maltese. That was really fun. And, like, seeing them dance. It kind of reminded me of No Cap. Uh, remember that movie? Oh, man, Frick. It's Bloods, The Five Bloods, where they're in the club the dancing. It kind of reminds me right. of that scene. It reminds me I of that scene. The same thing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes, bro. Yeah, I really enjoyed that scene and seeing like uh, Peacemaker dancing and like Bloodsport and them having drinks and reminiscing. I thought that was really cool. What'd you think? Oh, I loved it. I loved the um, like I said, what makes what makes this thing so special? Why I love the Suicide Squad is like, like because they know they're objective. They know they can die at any moment, so they really just don't take no for an answer, and they just. They really just don't give a fuck about anything in their way. They're just trying to either complete the mission or just trying to die. So, like, you know, the moments they share together is very interesting and it's very funny. They crack jokes because they know life is crazy. So, like, I loved seeing that. I definitely loved when um they they got to a uh, shout out to, you know, that man James Gunn used a lot of people from the MCU because, you know, our, our girl that plays um Jesus... The chick with the antenna. Oh my god, that's literally what Rocket calls her. Oh um, man, freak. Mantis. Oh, Mantis. Mantis. Yeah, Palm yeah. Palm Kiliff, I think her name. She was she was the dancer in the club. That was kind of cool. I was like, hey, okay. Yeah. I used a couple people from Guardians cast. I was like, okay, that's dope. I loved and I loved um the the the, the, the <laughs> oh one of the favorite my favorite moments. I'm used fake mustache. I'm like, bro, this man no no no. <laughs> yeah, Palm Clementif. <laughs> Tom Clementine, yeah, Clementine. I was way off. But yeah, you know, just going in, he's like, I'm gonna use a fake mustache. Seriously. <laughs> and then then Peacemaker and the drunk, the dance moves. Oh my God. I was like, Bro. I couldn't take him. That's when I that's what I knew. I was like, so you're just a frat boy, basically. Bet. I, I can respect it. Literally. I can respect and- it. And then Polka Dot Man with his mom. Oh my Polka god. Polka Dot Man see his mom. Bruh, that is so funny. He's like was so my mother. Bro, seeing all them different versions of his mom had me died. I was like, bro, oh my fact. God. Also, so like when you mentioned Palm uh Clementif as the girl um dancing on the stage. So the other girl on the other side of her, um the other some other uh foreign uh girl. So literally I followed her on Instagram like Two weeks ahead of the movie coming out, I don't know if I'd seen her in a movie, like in a in a in another movie or like a YouTube video or like a music video. I feel like mm-hmm. is what it was, and I saw her and I was like, "Yo, she's like really pretty." Like I'm gonna follow her on Instagram, and then literally I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I geeked. I was like, "Yo, like I just followed her. Like what the fuck? Oh my god!" And then like she yeah. she posted like you know because after the show came after the movie came out, I guess you're allowed to. Post all the pictures you've taken, you know, little selfies you've snuck off or whatever. You're finally allowed yeah. to post them once the movie comes out. So she posted them, and I was like, I commented on the on it, and I was like, yo, like, I totally geeked when I saw you on the screen because I had just followed you, and then, like, you were on, like, the movie. And it was her first feature film, first credit, um, first official credit. Really big moment for her. Actually, I'm going to get her name really quick for you guys so, you know, she gets her dues. You know, I like to get people their dues on the show. Wait a minute. How do I get to my goddamn... Why am I forgetting how to use freaking Instagram right now? What the freak? Hey, bro, that's how I be. Okay. So I hit the heart. Uh... Okay. Yeah, it was Monica Marie Rivera. Uh, really, really good. Yeah. And she said, thank you. Oh, my God. I was like, oh, I'm famous. Bro, I've had, like, a few different pages, like, Com- I got comment like entertainment uh jaguars have commented back on some shit i've said monica rivera uh yes so kevin hart did a commercial for uh yes yes island and it was in the video he was talking to Dwayne martin because they're filming uh, real husbands of hollywood yes it's coming back thank you lord such a good show um, <laughs> oh i missed the real Husbands of hollywood in the video in the video he's talking about going to dubai and like doing all like the beaches going crazy and Dwayne's standing in the video he, and Dwayne walks away and he's like yeah Dwayne, walk away because you're not going <laughs> and i was like i quoted that and like loud i was like bro i love kevin and they were like bro ha, that was a good one Bro, that shit was so funny because he was like, yeah, that's right, Dwayne. You're not going, so walk away. I was like, shit. (laughs) Oh, Oh, I'm ready for that to come back. Oh, my. What? Oh, my God, bro. I know they finna cut up. But uh, so, yeah, I thought that was cool. Uh, That whole sequence was cool. And then we get to meet the thinker. 
Gaius okay. Greaves. Man, never thought... I don't know. I wouldn't say I never thought we'd see that character on live action. I just never thought how he would look. And he actually looked pretty cool. Like, he looked amazing. Yeah, I liked how he looked in the movie. Um, so, moving on, we finally get into the, the third act of the film. The film's about to, uh, to to take go crazy at this point. So, they finally get him, get uh, Gaius Greaves to let get them to infiltrate um, go Jotunheim, a giant military, uh, former Nazi military base. Uh, basically, like, if Hydra was a thing, this is where Hydra probably would have been. And they infiltrated, trying to blow it up. And then we figure out, we get more insight on the main villain, Starro the Conqueror. The very first villain of the Justice League uh, will be taking on the Suicide Squad. This was really cool. We find out that really good old American imperialism uh, the man, the, the star was just floating in space, just wanted to look at the planets and stars, and what did we do? Guns ablaze, and we gonna go take him, bring him back to Earth, and weaponize him, and then get mad yep. when he weaponizes us. Huh. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, the... just really, just, just, like, think about the logic, right? That's like, that's like going to the zoo, going to the tiger mm. exhibit, jumping in and slapping a tiger, and then getting mad when it bites your goddamn head off. Nah, for real. That's literally what I, I like. You came into my house and they got mad when I bit you for being in the wrong place. My gosh, that was honestly just some of the stuff about that they pointed out and made fun of America about in this movie. I was like, bro, I just I cannot with these people. I, it, it was so funny, bro. Goofy, I, but Starro, of course. He, uh, he, and, like, I liked how, like, he, like, was talking through the different people that he was, like, he took over. Although it was yeah, sad that, that like, creative. once the star, like, attached to your face that you died. Because I think I've seen iterations where, like, the stars could just come off. Like, if you kill Star, the stars will all just die. But, nah, like, yeah. if you get a star. Yeah, you yeah, you, you toast. You're dead. It's your corpse, you're a corpse under that star, as the movie would say. So, um, of course, Starro gets out and kills, and with extreme prejudice, the thinker for experimenting on him. And then he gets out and lays waste to Corto Maltese. Um, well, he went ham on Corto Maltese. I was like, bro, this yeah. city is mine. That city showing up was his. He he wiped them out. Bro, what? And, like, legit. So, like, once we got to the point where um, subplot a part of this is where peace, like, we find out that, like, America is behind Project Starfish. And so Rick Flagg is like, oh, F that. They're, they were testing on children. I'm going to show this stuff to the world. Peacemaker has a side mission in some old Black Widow-style stuff. And actually, exactly Black Widow side mission is in uh, Winter Soldier, which is really cool. Um, didn't think about that. True. Yeah, I just, I just popped that just popped in my head. But uh, he, him, and Rick Flag have it in, and Rick Flag gets killed, bro. I was so pissed, bro. I that I did not see that come. I was like, hold on. Same, same, bro. Because like literally, like the, in the Suicide Squad, the comics, the movies, for the most part, like the mainstays are usually like Rick Flag, Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Amanda Waller, King Shark, Andor. Um, King Shark and or um, Killer Croc um, yeah. intercha interchangeably. But then I was like, bro, when they killed Rick Flag, I was like, bro, no. Because like legit, after watching the first Suicide Squad, I really liked what he done with that character. And then for him to kind of like warp that character even more in this movie, I, I was excited to see what he was going to do in the with the future of that character. But no more future because he died. So Yeah, you know, he... With extreme prejudice as, as well because he got stabbed in the freaking heart. Uh, right. And like He's they showed it. That was some fake peacemaker. No bro, yeah, peacemaker. Peace, wasn't yeah, it was like good. watching. Was like watching like bro. A lot of the fights that happened. This it reminded me of like playing a Mortal Kombat game. Yeah, they literally kill. They break your shit completely. <laughs> it was fun though, but once it we got to that fun. point, um, the team decides, hey, we're gonna take down Starro no matter what. Uh, Milo Davis is like, look, I'll blow a last one of y'all's heads off. Uh, like try me and they still didn't care but then she gets knocked out by her own team and when right. that happened i was like look hey i like what y'all are doing but do y'all understand who you hit like this woman like literally threatened to kill a child at the beginning of the movie like 
as soon as that club connected with their head, I'm calling my family like, hey, like get the kids, get the dog, like go to this, go to the nearest place no one can find you, cause like we're in trouble. Like when she wakes oh, up, yeah. she's gonna kill us all. Like I just really hope you yeah. understand. That. Go go find an underground bunker for real, bro. What and even that might not be enough, cause like that it's might Amanda not be Wallet. enough. She gonna find it's, you. So it's it, gonna. Like I just thought that was so funny. Like, do y'all know who y'all dealing with? Like y'all. Yeah, dude, it was the it was the white the big white dude the tech guy. What the hell did you just do? And it's the fact it was a black lady. Bro, like, my yes. That yes. was I was like yes, queen. I love yes, that because queen. She was like, get your asses come on, like get oh, your yeah. asses up, let's go. We got to get this right. I was like, bet. So they like, fight Star World, um, which was really cool, and then you see. <laughs> Having Harley Quinn, like, literally jump through the dude's eye and just swimming in Star Wars' face was funny. And then he <sighs> dies, and mission's over. The rats all yeah. attack. Uh, Fula Borg goes... Not Fula Borg. Uh, Polka Dot Man goes crazy with the Polka Dots taking him out, taking out the leg, thinking it's his mom. That was crazy. That was... That's your mom! He died, like, oh. though. That was so crazy. Was, I was kind of pissed. I'm a superhero, dead. I was like, damn it. <laughs> Just killing off all these characters, huh? But yeah. Uh, once we got to that point, movie's over at that point. Really, not much to go off of. We get a little mm-hmm. uh, end scene where we find out that Weasel is alive, probably going to go kill more children. And then the yep. end credit scene. Oh, what was it? Oh, Peacemaker is alive. Uh, we think Peacemaker is killed with the building falling on him, but no. Oh fuck! It's Peacemaker, of course. Um, but yeah, man, that movie just. So well done. I really like how we got straight to the point. Really just great mission action movie. The action was amazing. Just really, really freaking good. What do you think? Man, like you said, it was a really good movie. The action, you know, it was such a, it was just such an upbeat and fun movie to watch. Very, very entertaining. Um, Honestly, don't, one thing about Suicide Squad, why I love it so much is because you want to connect and fall in love with these characters, but then again, you shouldn't because they might be gone when in yeah. a moment's notice, whatever. Like, so that was very dope. When they said don't see. get attached, they meant don't get they attached. Don't get, <laughs> don't get attached to these characters, you know? So I try. I try not to get attached to any of the characters in Suicide Squad, but I just love how they, how they interact with each other just reminds me, like I said, of that group of misfits at the school that always got in trouble that was in mm. detention that just always cut up and did numb shit, but was literally the funniest people like that you could hang around. That, that's literally what the suit. That's why the Suicide Squad is like outside of the Justice League. They're my favorite DC group, and so like it's literally like <laughs> just they so funny, um, awesome. We're about to be getting into implications. I almost said something, but that's regarding implications. I just love the um, and I love just the action sequences. The um. And this was kind of like we didn't know what to expect. Like what I like, you didn't know what to expect. Every other scene, like yeah, something it was something different and something crazy always happened. And then, and then the right James Gunn, so freaking funny with his writing. Like I couldn't take. I, I everybody had a funny moment in this movie. One of my favorite moments will always be when Bloodsport was afraid of the rats. Cause I ain't gonna yes. lie, yes, the rat. I was food, like, yeah. bro, Idris Elba killed that. He was like. And then Sebastian at the end rested on him. I was like, yeah. oh, that's... Uh, okay, I see what you did there. <laughs> him offering him a like, leaf. Why the fuck would I want to... I forgot about that scene. The scene where Killer Shark almost eats Ratcatcher. I think that's my favorite part. Because that Ratcatcher, shit's yes. so funny. Oh, my God. And then God. she's like, do you have friends? No. <laughs> well, if, if you I had friends, you would fr- you eat them? No. And then it's just... I, <laughs> and then I think it's just um, Peacemaker looking like... Yeah. yeah. But, no, it was Bloods where he was like, yes. Yes. Bro, and when he was in attack mode running towards them, I was like, yeah, hell no. I'd have shit my pants. This big-ass shark running at me, full teeth, gnarled. Nah. Mm-mm. Yeah, because she... It's just, she was like, I was having the best dream. I'm looking like, yo. <laughs> Bro, yeah, sure. She was sure. funny. She was a good part of that movie. Um, but was. you mentioned it. Moving in implications. Um, as we know, this is... Uh, this The next movie after this, I think we'll be getting Batman. Robert Pattinson's Batman in March. Uh, Black oh, wow. Adam in July. And I believe... Movie-wise. I just looked at this earlier, too. I think it's that... Yeah. So, Black Adam. And I think Flash comes out later in the year, next year. After, after like, December next year. 
Um, so the way I'm kind of feeling like it's gonna go is like we're gonna get um, Batman, and I believe I think it's gonna be in the same universe as the Joker. We're gonna have to see. Um, I hope. I hope it is because that's a whole another universe. Because like there's a new Jim Gordon, so like this is that's definitely not a part of Snyderverse. Black Adam is definitely a part of Snyderverse, I'm sure. And then so what the biggest thing to watch will be the Flash. Because as we all know, the Flash will be a variation of the Flashpoint story. It will be Ezra Miller uh, playing uh, the Flash, of course. And so I'm sure that will act kind of as a soft reboot of the universe. And that'll kind of, I think that's going to, that's what's going to take us into our connected universe. Um, And then like some other projects that are on the way, we got Aquaman 2, Wonder Woman 3, Zatanna, Got a Batgirl movie um, coming out starring the amazing, the fine Leslie Grace, uh, Leslie formerly Grace. known as Nina in In the Heights. Bro, Nina. I was so yeah. freaking hyped when I found out that she was going to be playing Batgirl. Leslie I was Grace, like, yes, yes, that was that was, sir. that was dope. Yes, sir. Because they they tested her, they tested Haley Lou Richardson, and they tested. I think it was the girl that played Dora. I think they tested her mm-hmm. too. And I, I didn't, I liked her. I liked all the choices low key. Uh, Haley Lou Richardson. I think they just were like, yeah, she's, she's been white forever. Let's just go ahead and try to get some, get some color in the, in, in the DCEU, which is fine. Although I would have been, been, been mad at Haley Lou Richardson. Love Haley Lou Richardson. She's really good. Um, I think I like the, I think the idea with the girl from Dora, they were going to try to go younger, but I guess they decided, nah, let's just go older. Especially now that we got Sasha Kali as Supergirl um, in The Flash. They might as well just be like, kind of get somebody around her age. Because uh, Dora Girl, which let me find her name. Because uh, I keep, I know what I, 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 know what I keep trying oh to God. say, but I know that's not her name. I keep trying to say Maya Rafiko, and I know that's not her. Isabella uh, Merced. Isabella Merced, yep. Yeah, 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 her. So they were testing her for Black Girl too, and they, I'm sure they didn't want to, they, I'm sure they just didn't want to go that young. Cause she's sixteen, like maybe seven. Damn, she's twenty. Sixteen, maybe. Wow. Really? What the Isabella frick? said. I went from like being two, three years older than her to uh, her being a year behind me. I don't know how that happened. I always thought she was like a few years younger than I was. I thought she was eighteen, nineteen. Jeez. Bro, according to this, according to Google, she's twenty. Wow. Interesting. Well, I can say this. Okay. I can say this now, bro. I've always thought she was fine. Oh yeah. I always <laughs> thought she was super pretty. <laughs> like, oh yeah. What? Oh my goodness. Most definitely. But yeah, so they tested her. I'm glad they went with Leslie Grace. Literally any choice was fine. But no, nah, we finally got uh, Batgirl. Can't wait to see her take off in that. Uh, but in terms of Suicide Squad, I do wish that this movie, like my literally one of my only gripes, is I wish that this movie kind of connected the universe a little bit more. Although mm-hmm. like DC seems to not really be going as deep in the connected universe as like the Infinity Saga, of course. But just like small connections, you know, like, like the small, the small tidbits, yeah. Like there were some, like of course, you know, we have we have a whole other Suicide Squad movie and characters from that movie were in this: Harley Quinn, Captain Boomerang, Bala Davis is Amanda Waller, you know, and, and that. But you know, it would have been nice to see like you know mentions of the greater universe, Batman, Superman. Of course, those two characters in particular, we did up in we the air. Get, we, we did get a mention of Superman. Of Superman. Yeah, uh, putting him in the ICU. Putting him in the Wait. ICU. Yeah, Bloods- wait, Bloodsport put him in the ICU, right? Yeah, with the kryptonite bullet, um, which was kind of cool. But yeah, just just a little bit more just in terms of connecting the universe. But like I said, I don't think we'll get any more strong connective tissue until Flash when he does like his soft reboot of the entire universe, which would be cool. But like the DC mm. is DC is clearly in their in their multiverse bag, uh, just kind of throwing shit at the wall and all types of stuff like that. But Anything else implications for you? I know I was talking a little bit. I mean, implications kind of all you said. Um, yeah, definitely. We got the Peacemaker show coming up, I think. Yeah. I don't know if that, that, I think that comes later this year, early next year. January? I'm not sure. January? I want to say. Around that time. I feel like January. Yeah, around uh, that time, because of course, yeah. you know, we mentioned it in credit, you know, he's alive and all that. So definitely they can't wait key. to see how that goes. I posted um, on Cafeteria Talk about it. I think they gave us a. Yeah, January 16, 2022. They'll release the first three episodes. Uh first one being a whole a whole new world. Best friends never better golf dead. Ah, uh, okay, but and all yeah, the first, those will drop be... on January sixteenth. Oh wow, three. Oh, yep, you did post those. Man, that's gonna be dope. And then like you said, the Batman, we get three Batmans in a year. Yeah, she whiz. Man. Right, we got Batflick, we got Pattinson, and then we got 
Michael Keaton returns. Michael Keaton. I can't wait to see that. That's going to be pretty... Like, seeing three Batmans in one year, listen. Sensational. That's all I can say. (laughs) Sensational. Honestly. Did you you hear what he said about wearing the cowl again? He was like, it felt oddly familiar. Like, the man never... The band never like forgot that what it was like to be Batman. So I'm I'm excited to see. How could you though? Like, I mean, yeah, Batman. basically. But um, yeah, Adam. I'm excited, man. I, I can't, can't wait. wait to see what what they do with these movies. I would definitely, I definitely would love to see James Gunn helm another Suicide Squad. Please, please, please do Suicide Squad Hell to Pay, bro. Uh, the Hell to Pay story is so freaking good, and it would be so perfect if they did it right after. Um, the Flash movie, if they introduce Earbar Thon, oh mm. my god, that would be so, bro. If they did it, and by the way, like unrelated, they're doing uh, Injustice two part series. I don't know what it is about me in DC, but they're making they're like making uh, films based on like some of my favorite stories of all time. And Ty's a dick. He was like, well, you know, couldn't you just say that your favorites are a lot of other people's favorites too? I guess, but like. I just cool to see like my favorite stories uh be put on put on the screen. Coming alive. Yeah. Injustice, The Killing Joke, even though the first 30 minutes is shit. Um like <laughs> No Man's Land in <laughs> Gotham, just really freaking I'm excited. It's a great time to be a fan. Real quick before yeah, I let you go though. Out. Let me hear your thoughts if you've seen it yet on What If. Like just really quick thoughts. Have you seen it yet? What If? You talking about Marvel? Marvel's What If, yeah. Oh. I watched it. Dope. Literally. Thoughts. Dope. Dope. Like, dope. Nice. Yes. Dope. Yeah, I thought it was cool. My only gripe was that, like, I came away thinking, like, so does that mean Captain America, the first Avenger, could have been literally an hour shorter? No <laughs> lie. You, look, look, I thought the same thing. Bro, thank you. Because, like, literally, he was talking to a friend about it. And I, we were talking about And then the next day, he was like, bro... I literally started dying watching review on YouTube because literally, like, the first thing they said was, like, so Captain America could have been an hour shorter. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, because they basically just took all the big beats in Captain America and did them in this. And I was like, well, damn, y'all could have did this in 45. We could have been in and out on Captain America. We could have been in and out. Yeah. But at least that movie was good and, like, it wasn't shit. So that, that's fine. But I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Can't wait to see how the rest of the season uh, fills out. Um... But let's rate this bad boy out of ten. Uh, Suicide Squad. What do you rate? What are you rating it? The Suicide Squad. Oh, the Suicide Squad. I'm going to rate it. Uh, mm, dang. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm swinging around an eight point five for the Suicide Squad. Eight point five. Okay. Yeah. That's why I think it's one more go. Eight point five. So the Suicide Squad. Written by written and directed by James Gunn has received an eight point five table score, um, which is really good. Uh, what a fly guy tie over a bracket. Um, it's like uncharacteristic for me to like see him enjoying a DC movie as much as he does. He he loves it. He gave it a four point four out of five on Letterboxd. Uh, I think that's where I, I think that's what I gave it on Letterboxd as well. Um, just amazing. But thank you guys for listening to this review. Um, we, we told you it was coming for a minute. We're glad you guys were able to check it out. Um, you can catch me on Instagram at Quattro IV with the period between the C and the U. You can catch me on Twitter at Quattro IV underscore. Yes, you can catch me on Instagram with Slick without the C underscore Rob 2 bs underscore on Instagram and Robert EW116 on Twitter nice man and if you have and yo by at this point let's see um because i'm pretty sure holy hell oh yep so i think it's safe to say that the season two genre of brackets and b-rolls will be drum roll please psychological thrillers man uh, the next set of films that me and Fly Guy Ty will um, put on brackets and battle it out to the final film will be psychological thrillers. So stay tuned for that. We, we start watching those movies here soon. We'll be reviewing them uh, the next few months for, I believe, a March release date is what we're looking at. So I will definitely keep y'all posted on this end. Follow us on Instagram at brackets underscore B-roll, same handle on Twitter, to get updates on the show i'm super excited we're ready 
it's time to get back in the brackets and b-roll season let's go i'm so excited for that um in terms of over here man we got some this is episode 90 we're, we're getting there 100 episodes oh, man wow. are you excited dog 100 episodes dog, been that, at this that's that's Freak. crazy commit Freak. that that's crazy and that's commitment yeah. for real man have to come that's, up with something to talk wow. about but yeah, like i mentioned in the beginning episode we came out with a Billie eilish review for her album happier than ever last week free free to check that out i believe next week will and slick rob will be hitting y'all with the very special sports news dump my bad they're not sports news dumps anymore cafeteria talk xd baby is the new cafeteria talk xd baby for our sports related episodes man i'll be making a post about that here soon i just reminded myself nice um so get ready for that get ready for some other great things down the line we're excited that we uh finally got to 100 episodes already but uh thank you guys for listening we love you guys do something for somebody cafeteria talk we are out cafeteria talk